0: right point. They got me started. So. Oh.
1: Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, everyone. This is Stuart Crawford uh, coming to you from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and you're on Small Business IT Radio, a brand new show for small business IT professionals out there in the, in the marketplace or in the world that just need some place to turn to for small business advice, small business ideas, techniques, strategy, this is where to turn to once a week show or once every couple of weeks, depending on how the schedule looks like and how my travel schedule looks and what other commitments I have. Again, we do this as fun to help the small business IT community, try to get ahead with the, uh, in life and in business and and maybe a little bit of technology. Although there's some great other podcasts out there that focus purely on the technology side. So again, once again, my name is Stuart Crawford and I'm a Microsoft Gold Partner Small Business Specialist in the Calgary, Alberta market. And I'm also a partner area lead for the SBSE program, so this is part of a way I can give back to the community and help other uh, small business IT partners. Now, we have a great show on partnering for success today, and partnering is one of those things in my life has been very critical to the success of my business. I have great business partners locally in my market that help me with other things outside of the, what we focus on. I have great partners geographically. They can fill in the void other, in other locations. Most importantly, I have some great partners that help me from a business aspect, help me grow my business, help me uh, with day-to-day struggles, and, you know, and they're not afraid to, to, uh, to call me up on the carpet when things just don't look 100% correct. So I want to bring in a couple of uh, key partners of mine today. The first one is Arlen Sorensen, and Arlen is the CEO of Heartland Technologies out of Harlan, Iowa. Good I think, afternoon to you, Arlen, is that correct? Correct. It is afternoon, and glad to be on with you today, Stuart. It's 1230 there in the central states. And also, a good morning to Aaron Booker from Hardlines out of uh, Bellingham, Washington. Good morning to you, Aaron.
0: Good morning, Stuart. Glad to be here with you today.
1: So, And we got Steve from Microsoft. We'll bring him in in a few minutes here. He just popped out to grab a coffee. So, again, guys, it's a fun program here to help other small business partners. And, Arlen, you've got a lot of respect in the marketplace, especially in the small business community, for the work that you've done with, uh, partnering and taking it to the next level and developing peer groups and uh, all the work that you've done. You were the SB member of the year last year at FBS, SMB Nation and um, worked very closely with Microsoft and the peers. And of course, Aaron and I are members of uh, your HTG3 group, and that's where Aaron and I have crossed paths. So, Aaron, I want to throw the first uh, question over to you about partnering. What are you, uh, may, first of all? Before you do that, what introduce yourself what Hardline's is, in the, in the market you serve, and some of the competencies that you have with, uh, in Hardline's. Thanks,
0: Stuart. Um, Hardline's company is uh, in Bellingham, Washington, about uh, 90 miles north of uh, the mothership down there, at Redmond. And we do, um, we're a small business specialist. We also have an interesting competency in that we do webcasting and event IT. Um, so that's sort of our specialty, uh, as you were. Um, we've been in business for six years now and uh... we're really excited about the uh, peer group uh, partnership that we've been able to make over this last year um, it's really been transformational for our business and how we look at the business and, and how we've been able to partner with
1: people and how many people are in hardline
0: there's four of us
1: and your microsoft partner sbsc member it's
0: certified uh...
1: partner sbsc great and welcome to you and uh... so aaron what are when you're looking at a partner? What does the value of a partner have to to and its overall success? We partner all the time. There's many. We're a small firm, so
0: we need partnerships to um, to be successful. And our clients look to us as complete solution provider. Um, so having the the partners to draw on really makes a huge difference. We're really seeing a huge advantage in partnership right now because of this specialty in. Webcasting. Uh, actually, Stuart, just last week you uh, gave me a lead for some some work that uh, you guys don't do with webcasting, and we're looking at uh, helping somebody out in Vancouver. Uh, thank you very much for that.
1: Well, that just shows the, the power of uh, bringing partners in. Of course, my company doesn't focus on anything to do with webcasting and with the video side of things, and uh, also geographically it was a little hard for us to uh, take care of. So we call upon Aaron's company to, uh, that has a specialty in that market uh, around the video and getting video out on the Internet and streaming it live. So that's just how it works, of uh, the, par- the power of the partnering. Uh, Arlen, you've uh, built HTS from uh, your office there in Harlan, Iowa to seven states. Uh, tell us a little bit about you and uh, for people that don't know who Arlen Sorensen is. Uh, and where it all started, and where you got to today.
2: Okay. Uh, Well, we started uh, business back in 1985 on my farm in in southwest Iowa, and uh, I ran that uh, company, which originally was called uh, SCCI, for five years by myself with my wife, uh, selling accounting systems to to farmers, and uh, that was... That was my training and upbringing and what I did for the first few years of, of uh, my post-college career. But fell in love with computers, and in, in 1990, I uh, started hiring some folks and, and grew the business. Uh, so over the course of the 90s, we, we grew our, our company up to about 36 folks, and uh, we uh, stayed uh, within the boundaries of Iowa, basically. In the, t- in the uh, last three years, we have gone on an MA uh, attack and, and have now uh, spread ourselves across a number of states in the Midwest and, and have got uh, eight locations that we do business out of today with uh, about 81 folks on our payroll uh, as of Monday, and uh, we're going to do about $17.5 million in revenue this year, uh, all of it in the S&B space. Uh, we focus on tertiary markets, and really bringing solutions to small businesses uh, all over the, the Heartland region.
1: And you're very uh, entrenched with some key vendors that are part of their partnering program. And Arla, maybe I want to take uh, this first question to you is, what is the value to Heartland in partnering with key vendors? Like, what does that do for your business, say, partnering with HP or Microsoft or SonicWall or wherever else the key vendors that you have, what, what is that, what's the true value to your business?
2: So we made some very strategic decisions, uh, Stuart, as a company, to really narrow the number of, of uh, businesses or, or vendors that we work with in order to build deep relationships with those companies. And so we really have four vendors that we are, are deeply engaged with, uh, Microsoft, HP, SonicWall, and 3Com and then uh, Ingram Micro as our distributor partner. And and between those five companies, we have really focused on driving as much or almost all of our business through those channels. What that's allowed us to do is really to show those companies that we are making them our preferred partner, and we make investments with them in training our team, both on a sales and technical side, But in return for that, we get uh, a lot of MDF investments for marketing use. We get a lot of field resource touch. We get access to executives and and folks in their their corporate offices. And we have really seen over the last five years as we've made this focus, uh, we went from – doing business with 166 different vendors one year and, and I looked at that and I said there's no way that we can possibly support this many vendors and do a good job of it so we started our march to consolidate what we do and certainly we, we end up buying things from more than these four key vendors but it, it's uh it's only if they do not have something that completes the solution that we need to to have if we can get it from one of the four and we can get it through Ingram. That's how we're going to do business. And uh, it has revolutionized our business. It's revolutionized our ability to go to market and to have the necessary funding and resources to really make an impact. And so, you know, we have really seen the value of partnering deeply with vendors.
1: That's great. I mean, I like that approach of having a a vendor as a partner. Yeah,
2: it's got to be a win for everybody, you know, and and so many resellers – approach their vendors as as uh, somebody that they can get something from. And, and our approach is, well, how can we help you guys be successful as, as one of our vendors? Because if we help our vendors succeed, they're helping us succeed. And it's a win-win for us and our customer because we can build a, a premium solution around these particular vendor products and make it a win for everybody all the way around.
1: And that's, and that's very important. It has to be a win-win for everybody, win for the customer or client a win for your partner the vendor and a win for of course for, for heartland and if you don't do that uh... there's nobody nobody wins and we we approach our partnering this kind of the same way it matters is that we uh... we take it one step we have our core ones like the microsoft the sonicwalls uh... for example uh, and some other companies that i will not mention uh, on this show today but um, the, the important. We also have a, an importance of having a backup vendor too, because there's certain uh, vendors that or partners of ours that may not offer a solution. For example, in, in distribution, uh, we partner very heavily with Tech Data, but there are some SKUs or some products that Tech Data doesn't cover. So we have to have a. We the importance of uh, following up on a backup uh, distributor. And I'm sure Arlen, you kind of do the same thing as well, although you don't really engage in those backup. Uh, absolutely
2: yeah i mean we have to have alternative sources for product because no one's got a hundred percent of the stock that we need every given day so we do have you know relationships with other disties and and uh utilize those when we need to but you know m- my team knows that if ingram has it that's where we're going to buy it and it's not a matter of well could we save three dollars if we call tech data or Senex to get get the product it's It's about relationships, and it's about building that partnership with them, and it's not about dollars, and uh, that's how we approach the marketplace.
1: That's a great way to approach it. And I just want to remind everybody who may be listening to us uh, live on the Internet today is that normally we would be able to take uh, callers for the show. We're having some technical difficulties with that today, so we're not able to, at at this time, take any live calls. So uh, we're trying to get that sorted out. As soon as we do, we'll make that announcement. So, Aaron, I want to ask you a quick question about uh, partnering with vendors. What is Hardline doing uh, with, regard, with regards to uh, partnering with your vendors? Um,
0: we, uh, like Arlen, um, really see the value of, of choosing and you choosing key partners to to or vendors to partner with. Uh, we're too small to waste time chasing around the, the greatest, latest price, uh, and it's and it's an education process internally. I have guys that you know. They're all about price grabber, and, well, we could save, 10, in some cases, $10 by buying it there. Well, I'd rather make less margin but know that I'm building a relationship with a vendor. It's much more important to me. Um, the customer comes first, of course. Got to make sure that they're taken care of, but having those, those vendor relationships that are building is far more important to me. I, I used to run a larger um, bar. We had uh, 20 employees here in Bellingham, and, um, and that's where I really became committed to using Ingram. Um, and, and I know that those relationships can make such a huge difference.
1: And you mentioned a key word there, Aaron, it's relationships. And I think at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. I just came back from CompTIA in Las Vegas this week, and there was a lot of vendors there, everybody wanting you to sell their product. And I think the message I got from that from a lot of the vendors out there, it was still about making them money, and there wasn't really a win, win although they were trying to get that message out that they want to create a win for us and some of the some of the big boys did it, like the Intels and the McAvees were able to do that however I think some of the smaller vendors are still trying to it's more about winning market share for them instead of creating a, a, a long lasting relationship so um, Aaron, while we talk about relationships, how, how important is relationships to your overall success then?
2: Well,
0: I mean, without those relationships uh, relationships specifically uh, moving forward as we're really going to focus on this niche with, the, with webcasting is critical. We, we have to engage with partner, partners both on the vendor side. We have vendors there, too, like Akamai, and um, the, the Mirror Image is the, the content delivery network that we're choosing to partner with primarily. Uh, we have to have those relationships because we can't deliver to a worldwide audience without a, a, a partner on the content delivery side and the webcasting piece specifically. But then turning around on the sales side of things, we're really seeing that partnering with the small business specialist community and with the HTG groups, that's where we're going to be able to make this business really grow and be successful. We, we have to have those. And the personal relationships is what makes the difference. I kind of got talked into going to the Worldwide Partner Conference and on the plane way there to Denver. I thought I'd made a big mistake because I'm so over-traveled right now. Of course, it was the best week, best experience um, I've had in a long time. and. I can see long-term, it's just that's what's really going to make the difference in this business is the relationships that I continue to build and new relationships that
1: I build as part of that experience. Okay, so you mentioned the Microsoft Worldwide Partner Conference as a way you've got a chance to meet new partners or potential partners in, in strength and strengthen relationships. Maybe right. I'll flip this over to Arlen on, on partner con- or conferences and things like that. Uh, Arlen, do you use partner conferences or... Conference in general, the tool to seek out new uh, potential partnerships. Oh,
2: absolutely. You know, w- one of the mistakes I think a lot of partners make is they they look at a conference and look at the uh, the agenda for the the content that's going to be delivered in the sessions as the value. And, and I seldom find that to be the value that that we get out of a conference that we might attend. It's what happens in the hallways and at breakfast or lunch or dinner or, or later in the evening, uh, you know, in the bar. It's the relationship piece that brings value when you attend one of these events. Sure, there's there's sometimes content that is, is important to your business and where you're at at that particular time, but, you know, the reality is that, that we attend uh, dozens of these things a year as a company, but primarily it's, it's to build relationships and to, to grow the relationships we already have. You know, if we, if we don't stay in touch with folks, if we only see them sporadically or occasionally, those relationships will tend to, to kind of lose uh, their gusto. But uh, by getting to see folks at, at events around the industry throughout the year, we can really deepen those relationships and take them to a different level.
1: So you, uh, sorry, you, use part, you use conferences, obviously, as a great tool. Then, So what are some of the strategies that you do when you're roaming the halls at the Microsoft Partner Conference or SonicWall Peak Performance? to find potential partnerships?
2: Well, I think I think one of the key things that you need to do is, is number one, use the tools that, that we have around us to find out who's going to be there. So, uh, you know, for, for example, around the HTG groups that we're a part of or, or VTN, you know, I send a lot of emails out just to find out who's going to be around. And uh, those folks that are going to show up, I try to find a way to connect with them while we're there. Um, Maybe put to, put together a, a place that we can all grab dinner together, or or a meeting spot that people can kind of congregate in. Uh, you know, that's that's the first thing. Is I I, want, I really want to work on the relationships I already have because building new ones is valuable and important, but maintaining the current ones is is really to me the most important thing. New ones uh, happen in a number of ways. You know, it, it's uh, random opportunities to to meet somebody. Uh, at a session, or or over lunch or dinner, I, I often try to sit with new folks and get to know some new new faces and names. It's uh, sitting in a presentation and going up and talking to the speaker or, or the panel members and and meeting them. But you have to work at it. It doesn't just happen. It's not an automatic given that you know relationships happen if you go to one of these events. You have to really work at it, and it's hard work but it's, uh, it's the most valuable thing that we do when we attend one of these events, and it's the kind of thing that, that lasts for a lifetime.
1: Yeah, I don't think at a, at a Microsoft partner conference, except for the first one I went to in Toronto, where I went to many of the breakout sessions, think the last three years I spent more time roaming the halls or hanging out at the Yellow Lounge or, or in the Connect uh, Rio um, networking environment that set up. They're meeting new people and, and uh, creating stronger relationships so, we all mentioned that we're uh, Microsoft partners uh, in in some capacity or another. Maybe I want to, at this time, let's see if Steve Hirschgold is there from Microsoft, and Steve can come on board. Inter- uh, Steve, introduce yourself. What's your role at Microsoft? And and then we can get into some, maybe some of the tools that are available to partners out there.
3: Great. Hi, this is Steve Hirschgold. Um, this is uh, really cool opportunity to take a few minutes out and informally chat with partners and Microsoft employees in this, in this venue. It's great. So I just want you to know I appreciate being able to do that. Um, again, my name is Steve Hirschgold, and I'm the Senior Product Manager at, in the Worldwide Partner Group for our what we call SMSMP systems work. I specifically lead a team called the MSPP Marketplace Services Team Um, and and the charter of my team and this team I'm a a member of is to um, build systems that facilitate both customer-to-partner contacts and partner-to-partner contacts. Uh, And so we, we build the data repositories where the important partner information can be stored, and then we build services to get that data out Uh, onto the Internet so that customers can find it and other partners can find it. The three main tools that we work with are the Solution Finder tool, uh, which is customer to partner, uh, and and that uh, is supported by a tool called Solution Profiler uh, and also uh, a tool called the Microsoft Channel Builder, Partner Channel Builder. So let me just briefly go into each of those tools and Tell you uh, what their value is and, and how you can um, uh, interact with those tools or, or, or get directed to those tools. So, first, Solution Finder is a search engine, uh, a search experience that uh, the that is used in a what we call syndicated way. That each business group subsidiary can launch their own configured version of Solution Finder to to promote the, the partner solutions that they would like in the context that they would like, and so. For example, you can, you can look at Germany. They have a, a German Solution Finder which shows German uh, partners, but they also have a, a Dynamics version of it that just shows the, the Microsoft Dynamics partners. And, they, and uh, most of the subsidiaries now have a small business specialist site, and on that site is a, what they call Partner Finder, uh, and that shows Solution Finder data uh, and the Solution Finder experience as well to to promote customer to partner. But in order to show up in that directory, one, you need to be a partner. and You have to be a registered or grader, so every partner can participate. Uh, and you profile in Solution Profiler to, to explain what your uh, value proposition is for your specific offerings to the customer. In that tool as well, though, uh, Microsoft partners um, can find other Microsoft partners by their solution and um, uh, start a thread, a contact with the other partners via the tool based on their solution. And so you can, you can browse that tool and find partners that offer solutions that, are, that you might need to fill gaps in a given customer um, engagement or to, get, to fill more strategic-type gaps uh, to round out your offering and create a better turnkey type of experience for your customers. Um, Microsoft Channel Builder is is using the same data as Solution Profiler and Finder. However, in Channel Builder, you're able to post an opportunity um, explaining what type of partners you'd like to draw towards you to help fill those gaps, or what kind of partners you're looking for. If you have specific opportunities, you can, you can indicate that and say, I have a customer in uh, Latin America, um, and I need to uh, find somebody to help me service that customer locally. Uh, vice versa, it can be a small region where you need to um, uh, fill in a particular skill that, that you don't have today in your organization, but you're finding it's really important to customer engagements, you can post that opportunity. And then you can get threads going um, uh, with the different partners. So it's, a, it's an informal way um, to keep the type of networking um, that, that we've talked about in this, this uh, session already that happens at Worldwide Partner Conference, specifically via RIO. So you can go into Microsoft Channel Builder, you can search for the kinds of partners or by region, by competency, by industry... Uh, and then browse those partners. You can browse the opportunities that those partners have. You can browse the solutions that those partners have and decide whether or not you want to contact them and start building a relationship. This is So those tools are really meant to identify the types of partners that, that you think or may want to build relationships with uh, and start up new relationships. It's typically not used to establish, as uh, we talked about earlier, to, to, um, to grow existing relationships. We would like for those tools to grow in that manner and, and bring feature functionality to them that will help you maintain your relationships through, say, private networks and, and community building types of functionality. Today, it really is used uh, and supports identifying new partners uh, and initially, uh, uh, um, initializing new contact with those, with those partners.
1: Great. That sounds great, uh, Steve. Now, we ha- I just want to let everybody know we do have our technical difficulties sorted out with the, the host switchboard, so we can actually take callers now. So I just want to remind everybody who's listening to us that if you have a question for Arlen, Aaron, or Steve, or myself, you can join us at area code 646-716-8372. And the number six four six seven one six eight three seven two. 646-716-8372. And we just happen to have a caller waiting here, so I'm going to bring this caller on uh, on the line here. And uh, who is our caller? And please identify who you are and where you're calling from today. Hello. Hello there.
0: Hi. Who
1: do we have on the line today?
0: This is Esther. Hi, Esther. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Do you have a question for anybody? Or where are you calling from today?
0: I'm actually calling from Manhattan in New York.
1: Okay. Do you have a question for anybody on the panel today?
0: Uh... (laughs) Not exactly. It's just I was having a problem listening to the show on my computer. Okay. (laughs) So I was wondering how I could go about doing that.
1: Well, you can listen to the show online at uh, Uh www.blogtalkradio.com. Okay. Slash S as in Sam, Mike as in, or M as in Mike, B as in Bravo. Uh Mm-hmm. And you can there's a button there, a click lot li- or click to listen now or something like that, and you can listen live on the internet.
0: Okay, cool. Okay, thanks. I just want to say that I'm very, you know, interested in this stuff, and, it's, you know, good job. This is the first time I've ever heard of anything like this, and I'm just, you know, I'm just excited about it.
1: <laughs> well, thank you very much, and feel free to continue listening on the phone, or you can listen online.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye. So. Uh, Steve, let's get back to the the tools available. Do you recommend that small business specialists out there put all their solutions into Solution Profiler then?
3: Um, In the future, that will be the best way to profile your company via the tools we're building. Um, We would like to see the, the difference between a solution profile and the classic partner profile that partners have been Asked to provide in the when joining the program, is that the classic profile partner profile is, is about your company and the core, you know what kinds of broad company attributes do you have and want to share. A solution profile allows you to very specifically explain your value proposition and speak to the customer, right. And so I recommend strongly that that small business specialists do profile a solution. You'll still be found in the Small Business Partner Finders worldwide. However, um, you'll you'll get more visibility by profiling a solution. Um, And the other thing I wanted to quickly note is, if you're you're already part, uh, most everybody's already a Microsoft member, you can log into the Partner Membership Center um, where you manage your membership. And in the left-hand nav, you'll find uh, a link to profile your solution, and at the bottom, you'll find a link that is networking with other Microsoft partners. That's Those are the gateways into those two tools. That's the easiest way to get there.
1: Perfect. I mean, is I've got a few solutions up there already because uh, in Canada, for our Impact Awards, we actually had to put solutions through Solution Provider in order to apply for the awards. And I'm I'm only guessing that that will be the same process for next year at the Worldwide Partner Conference for the awards?
3: Yes. And it's going to expand next year into new subsidiaries and um, um, that – that have their own awards programs, um, and they will likely be making a solution profile uh, criteria for uh, submitting
1: award. Well, great. So I want to maybe ask Arlen a question right now about uh, partnering with Microsoft Partners. Arlen, I mean, you're very successful in in the SMB space, but what does Heartland do to partner with, say, ISVs or Dynamic Partners?
2: Well, one of the things that...
1: (laughs) has been our go-to-market strategy,
2: Stuart, is is we uh, try never to tell our, our clients that we cannot provide a solution for them. And there's a lot of different things that we're not uh, necessarily competent to deliver ourselves, and, and so that requires us to work with uh, other partners to deliver solutions on our behalf. So we work very hard to make sure we have a, a Dynamics partner that we can depend on if uh, a customer needs a CRM or, or an accounting solution. Uh, you know, for example, we're doing a telephony install uh, in one of our locations and, and have called on a, a, a good partner friend out of Texas to send us an engineer up for a week to help us uh, get that done because we were shorthanded. We we're continually are using partnering as a, a way we go to market to serve our clients. And it may just be... Uh, that we're short staffed because of vacations or you know, the project load we've got on our calendar, and we're unable to fulfill. So we uh, bring in uh, resources from another partner, or other times it's it's just that we don't deliver a particular solution that uh, you know our, our clients need, and and we'll partner with someone. We want to be that one-stop shop that our customers can always come to and, and get their needs met, and. Uh, in order for us to do that, we have to partner. There's no way we can have all the expertise that we need to bring all the solutions that our customer base uh, requires.
1: And I, I like what you said—that you don't say no to any job, and you can find a partner uh, out there to fill a void when necessary. And what we do as well—we at the WPC or at other, other events, is a channel builder events we have across the country here—is. I make an effort to going out and meeting with the CEO of a Dynamics organization or president of an ISV because what I have found as well is they don't want to mess around with the infrastructure uh, support. They just want to build their application or put their great plane solution in, and they don't want to worry about the networking uh, aspect of the business. Do you do anything like that at Heartland?
2: Oh, absolutely! Uh, you know that's that's a part of the relationship building activity that happens at, at these industry events. Uh, you know, to get to to know and identify uh, the key resources that that are important for us. I, I work a lot with different field resources, uh, for example, from Microsoft, and, and ask them to help me identify who are the go-to partners that we should have a relationship with. Uh, you know, in our case, around Dynamics uh, products, around training. Uh, you know, who's the go-to uh, advanced infrastructure guys or, or compete guys that we could go to if we if we got a big notes migration opportunity? Where, where would we go for that? That's not one of our competencies. And so I work with the, the Microsoft field to help identify those and then often to create, you know, that initial uh, connection and uh you know, a lot of times when you're when you're trying to get uh, connected with another partner, uh, if they don't know anything about you, it's it's tough to do. But if if Microsoft will will help make the introduction and get us connected, that opens the door so we can build that relationship and and truly uh, get to the point where we can
1: partner and,
2: and to work together to satisfy client
1: needs. And Aaron, what does Hardline do with the re- in regards to partnering with ISVs or dynamic type partners? Uh, right now,
0: we don't have any uh, dynamics partners. We've actually tried a bit, um, but we haven't broken through to find the right the right people. So um, we will we, we'll, uh, anyway. I've been asking for some help with that with some Microsoft partners. I just it, my Pam, my telePam has been changing pretty regularly. Difficult to really engage there. Hey, well,
3: I, I hope you don't mind if I just ask a quick question, this is Steve go for, go for Microsoft. It. Um, so you're, you are mentioning that you've been having a, a hard time or it's been difficult to break in there and find the right Dynamics partner. Can you suggest or think of an online mechanism that we could help you do that? And and what do you think is kind of the res- – I don't know if it's resistance or, or what is it about breaking into that Dynamics community um, that's been difficult? And maybe there's things, systems in the Worldwide Partner Group that – or programs that we can implement that would help?
0: In my case, uh, Steve, uh, it's really uh, I really need that personal relationship. So I don't know that an online tool – I mean, if it was um, – I'm not certain that an online tool is the best thing for me. I just – I need that personal reference from another partner that says, hey, that's the guy that you should work with mm. or, or my rep. Got it.
1: Or maybe, Aaron, if there – or I think also maybe if they had an online tool to – at least allow you to search for maybe for Great Plains partners in the Bellingham area, and then you can go ahead and make that initial phone call or introduction face-to-face? Well, there aren't any here.
0: I know that. Ooh, okay. Uh, so, I mean, they're, they're down. It's, so it's when you go into greater Seattle area, there's, there's an awful lot to choose from. And uh, I know, actually, I do have a CRM partner that I have as a go-to, um, but I don't have a, um, a Great Plains partner at this point.
2: So, Steve, I, I think that Aaron's exactly right. It's tough for an online tool to tell us all the things we need to know when we're looking for a partner. Um, you know, the size of that other company matters. If you're a small org like, like Aaron's org, it's you know a four-person shop. He doesn't want to work with a Dynamics company that's got 200 employees necessarily. And we, as an 80-person shop, work differently with partners than than. Uh, than he would. So for me to work with a a two man dynamic shop is probably not going to work out because of the the way that we do business in the marketplaces that we serve. Uh, you know we're we're regional, so I need a partner that can cover my region, not somebody that will do a one off for me here or there. So uh, you know the tools I think can can be useful, but I think what Aaron said is so true. We, we need we need a way to connect with the partner that really matches our needs. And it's very different uh, based on the, the company that we are and how we typically do business. And matching that up uh, with an online tool is a pretty tough uh, situation, which is why I always like to use the field to help me identify. They they know how we do things already, so they're pretty good at, at pointing me to other partners that are similar to us in many ways or do business like we do, and uh, we have a much higher rate of success going through a, a field reference.
3: Got it. Yeah, it's feedback we hear a lot. Um, and um, specifically, the feedback you just gave me is great because, you know, we want to at least be able to bring that data and that information to the tool so that if you are using it and, and you're browsing or trying to spark up a new relationship, we, we completely understand that that relationship isn't going to go anywhere until you, you get face-to-face and get involved in some opportunities. Um, but, you know, maybe there's a way we can uh, give you an indication in the tool that, hey, this company is this big and has this regional um, presence and um, maybe help you make a better determination to identify potential partners in the future. I think it's the, probably the best we can do.
2: Yeah, and I think the other thing that's really helpful to know is, is it the way they like to do business? Do they like to partner or do they prefer just to, to uh, you know, go it on their own. It's amazing to me how many companies that that we approach about potentially partnering that that it's not in their business model. That's yeah. just not what they do. And you know, you can waste a lot of time tracking down companies that appear to be a fit, but because it's not in their their uh, DNA to do business that way, it really doesn't go anywhere.
1: Yeah, it's great. So, Arna, what do you what do you do in a situation like that when you run across it? How early in the process do you identify that?
2: Oh, that's that's one of the first questions that that I ask is, you know, what's your experience in partnering with other other resellers? You know, is that how you do business, or are you typically uh, just serving your own client base? And I, I don't want to be the the first one. Okay, I, I don't want to be the guinea pig that uh, has got to work out the relationships and the contracts and how it's all going to happen and in, in the the whole project management piece of this thing, because it can get really ugly really fast if if uh, there isn't a, a great understanding of how a partnering project happens it's different and you've got to be willing to give up some control and and uh, you know have confidence that the process is going to work because it's happened before um, so it's there's a lot of difference in the companies that that you run across out there that on paper might appear like they would be a good fit but uh, in reality it's just not in their DNA okay Steve, a comment on that. A
0: recommendation would be to have um, reference partners partnerships inside the partner channel builder. I happen to be. It's funny that you're on because I happen to be looking at a piece of paper that I printed, which is the Microsoft Partner Channel Builder ad opportunity page, because I plan on doing one for us for the webcasting. It's just it's on my to do list, and it was the second piece of paper under the top one on my desk. So um, so I think you're, you've got a great tool, and I plan on availing myself of it. But it would be really nice to have a way to have other Microsoft partners give references um, that you've had successful partnership opportunities with that partner.
3: Cool. There, there is a functionality in a tool called Make Recommendation. Okay. It's buried. Okay. <laughs> and it's one of the, you know, speaking about papers on the desk, it's one of the to-dos that I need to work with my dev team to, to surface that Make Recommendation feature better. Because I've heard that, I just heard that at WPC as well. It's like, hey, I'd like to be able to, to ask for or receive a recommendation of a partner that I that I've identified as possibly someone I could work with. Sure, right? just, just if, as
0: we do as we do with um, with clients, it would be great to be able to do that. With
3: yeah, people. yeah. So uh, great feedback, love it, um, and you know, keep watching the tool because I plan on making that a uh, more visible feature.
1: Well, that's great, guys. And so I just want to remind everybody who's listening to us today that this is the Small Business IT Radio Show, and we are. About well, 20 minutes left in the show, we got Arlen Sorensen from Hardline uh, Technology Solutions out of Harlan, Iowa, Aaron Booker from Hardline's on the line, and Steve Herschel from Microsoft, and I'm Stuart Crawford, and i like to um, you know, welcome people to dial in. You can visit our website, or if you're listening to us online, the number should be on the website right there. Um, maybe I want to take a little turn here and, and talk about partnering uh, for success, but outside of the IT space. Uh, Aaron, what do you do locally in Bellingham to partner with potential partners that may not be IT-focused, maybe the commercial realtor or uh, electrician, things like that? Do you do any partnering around that kind of stuff?
0: Well, I mean, I do uh, outreach in the sense I'm a member of the Chamber of Commerce. I attend their um, monthly um, breakfasts. Um, I also, and I have a, a good relationship with somebody at the chamber as well. Um, I'm in Rotary. I'm, you know, I'm involved in the community in other ways as well. So, so I don't have a, a specific strategy there outside of making myself available and making sure that I go and actually attend and talk to people.
1: Okay. And Arlen, what do you guys do in, the, in your uh, seven state coverage there for networking outside of the IT space or partnering well, outside of the IT space?
2: You know, we, we do a lot of the same kind of thing that talked about. We try to engage uh, the local chamber of commerces uh, deeply, uh, and, and we really try to leverage them as as uh, partners in marketing things to to the membership of those organizations. Uh, for example, we've done our extreme technology makeover in, in several of our markets that we serve, and it was a co-sponsored event with the local chamber of commerce, and HTS and, and our vendor partners, where we uh, went to the chamber and, and shared the concept. They did all the marketing and advertising about the event, uh, put it up on their website. We collected the applications from from their members. In order to apply, you had to be a chamber member, and uh, you know, in every every case, we got uh, many dozens of applications of companies telling us all of their IT woes and and, uh, created a great pipeline of of opportunities for our sales team to to follow up and engage, but all that marketing was done by the chambers and in partnership with us, so we really try to leverage them. We also work a lot with uh, local community colleges or or technical schools uh, in in doing adult education, and... uh, for example, bringing the, the Microsoft Across America trucks to to a local college or or technical uh, institution and, and driving customers to that event. And again, it's something that we co-market, co-sponsor, and uh, co-deliver. And uh, so we do. We try to do a lot of, of partnering with with local uh, business owners and and uh, uh, entities to help us deliver the message we have to bring to uh, to the potential customer base that that we all serve.
1: So you all both the my message I get that both you find uh, partnering with other firms outside of the IT space is being important to your business, and I I echo the same comments as we uh, partner up with many different organizations. More maybe you can maybe call it networking as well. However, to get out get out and uh, form relationships with those people outside of the IT space because if I have a commercial realtor, for example, he knows when new companies are being formed, or a lawyer who works with. Uh, small businesses can refer my name on to maybe a new firm, firm that's starting out to, to take care of their technology needs. Um, that, I find that very important as well. Now, the phone number for people, if you want to dial in, I have that page up now. It's 646-716-8372. We have a few minutes left here, about 15 minutes left, if you want to dial in and ask any one of us uh, any questions about partnering for success. So, while we're waiting for somebody to call, uh, some callers to dial in, you went ahead and took the leadership a few years back and started uh, peer groups. Tell us a little bit about the HTG peer groups and what the the mandate is, and and how are they evolving over time.
2: Well, uh, you know, HTG or Heartland Tech Group started back in two thousand and one, uh, and it really came, grew out of a need that we had uh, in our own company to to get some fresh perspective, to get some different ideas, and and uh, to find ways to help take us to a new level. Um, so I created a, a, at that time, a, a very locally uh, founded peer group. There were four partners that we met uh, together somewhat infrequently, but uh, nonetheless started getting together, sharing ideas and best practices, and, and uh, really trying to help one another uh, grow our businesses. and. Over the course of the next couple of years, uh, we began to see the fruits of those kind of discussions, and so we, we built an a initial group of 12 partner companies and uh, grew the scope of that to be a, a, a nationwide kind of, of organization. Uh, since that time now, we, we've got our eighth group of, of peers starting uh, this month, and we put together uh, 12 partners in a group uh, from all over North America now, that meet quarterly, and, and the value that we see uh, continues to impact our own company, because we participate in each of these groups as as a member and a facilitator. But we we hear these awesome ideas, and and uh, the brain trust that's in a room together for two days every quarter is just phenomenal. So it's been uh, it's been an amazingly impactful thing on, on our own company. But the, the fun thing is we get to see it impact the, the other members' companies. And so as we grow these peer groups, we, we see these uh, small business IT firms just spring and take root. And I have a number of different uh, examples of companies that have, have doubled their size and, and uh, tripled or quadrupled their, their number of employees in a very short time period. Because people are starting to hold them accountable. They're empowered or feel like they can do things. They're, they're not out there by themselves. So many of us try to run our small businesses in a vacuum, and we, we get overwhelmed and, and don't know what to do or who to turn to when we have a question. And the beauty of a peer group is you've got 11 other people that are doing the same thing you are, struggling with the same problems, and you can ask them pretty much anything. Uh, we use Groove as a communication tool, and I get to watch the the flow of information, which is hundreds of posts every day. And it, it's amazing that the topics that get asked and, and the amount of feedback or or help that comes with every one of those posts. And so, it's a it's become an extremely valuable tool not only for our own company but for a, a whole bunch of uh, almost 100 companies now in the IT industry that. Uh, are committed to one another and meeting quarterly in, in small groups of 12 from non-competing marketplaces to really focus on building up one another. And uh, it's not just their businesses. It spills into their personal lives and, and becomes a, a really powerful tool to help hold people accountable so they execute.
1: So the different type of partnership now we're talking, about, not, not necessarily uh, product-focused or business focus like you do some work for me type thing but it's really 12 people coming together in one room and for lack of better terms becoming best friends i mean i've got some good friends in our uh group that they're my best friends and aaron maybe you and i have been in uh, hg3 for the last well coming up on a year pretty soon here in the last year how has partnering with uh, your peers helped you with your business well, it's
0: really helped me um, define what it is that I want to do with my business. I mean, that's the, one of the greatest values. And the friendships, because in, these, in our businesses, you can't really be friends with your employees. I mean, in some cases, in my case, I have friends from the past that I've, I've hired. It's never worked properly. And so we need peers that, are, that we can really trust and, um, and establish these amazing friendships with but also just really helping me clarify what is it that I want to do with my business? What is it that I'm going to focus on? And like I said in this last month, the realization that really focusing on this webcasting in partnership with other VARs is the way that I can really grow my business and be successful. It's been the light bulb of the year for me. And um, I've had many of these light bulbs, but uh, it's it's been an incredible opportunity and um, I'm awfully glad that I approached a Somebody at a uh, at SMB Nation last fall, Arlen, with uh, uh, thanks for the for the business assessment tool, um, because that's what got me started with peer groups, and that's the best thing I've done for my business. Um, that, that value the value of peer group is unbelievable.
1: So that's I mean that's a great testimonial there, and, and I mean I can echo the, the same thing as what it's done for me, both personally and and uh, business wise uh, over the last year. Arlen. You know, on this whole partnering for success uh, theme that we're on today. What is maybe one of the success stories that you come out can come out with and maybe tell uh, to the, whoevers listening to us today about how two partners came together in the peer groups, or maybe a group of partners uh, over the last year or so that uh, you can tell? you know, if, maybe if somebody's sitting there on the you know, deciding, do I need to partner with some peers or I'm just not sure what, which direction. Do you have a success story you can share with
2: us? Well, we we see uh, success stories, you know, every month uh, out of out of the different folks in the peer groups. Uh, I think Aaron hit on on one of the most important ones that we're starting to see, and and that is, you know, our focus really is a lot around developing a business plan and, and a leadership plan and a life plan, and uh, as guys in the peer groups have been doing those exercises and really starting to write things down for the very first time in most cases they're starting to get some clarity to what they want to do with their business and with their life and you know so many of us go through life not knowing exactly what the heck we're we're trying to do so we don't really know how we're going to get there and we sure can't tell anybody else how to help us get there because we're not exactly sure where we're going either So I've seen that happen on a number of occasions where folks have actually put that on paper and shared it with other folks in their peer groups, and they're, for the first time, focusing on doing specific things, and they're making decisions around those plans, and they're stopping things that they've been doing for a long time because it doesn't accomplish their goal. So that's one of the, I think, most important things I see, particularly around, uh, you know, lifestyle and and choices people make and how they use their time. Um, You know, one of my challenging areas is that we each have 168 hours every week and and we choose what we're going to do with that time. And if we don't have a plan or know what we're doing, we'll waste it. And uh, that's what a lot of people do is they waste the most precious resource they have, which is their time because they don't really know what their goal is. So, that's that's key. Uh, you know, I I've got a partner in in one of our groups that that uh, one year ago had 22 employees on his team in one location. Today, he's grown that to uh, almost 50 people with uh, three locations. And, you know, he'd be the first one to say that I grew this business because I wasn't didn't feel like I was alone anymore. And I could ask people what to do because I knew as I grew my business I was going to be facing things I'd never seen before and I was afraid to go there before. It wasn't that he couldn't have grown it. It was just the fear of, well, what do I do if I don't know what to do? Now that he's got, you know, peers that he can ask the questions to, he's not afraid to do things. And, and so we see that peer groups often empower people to, to do things that they could, could have done but were afraid to do because they were afraid they'd get out there and not know where to go. Um probably the most exciting thing I've I've witnessed firsthand is a, a an idea that was shared in one of our groups uh by one of our smallest partners in that group um and he shared an idea that had made about $5,000 difference in his business when we were doing our best practice sharing and uh one of the largest members we have in one of our groups uh was in the room in, in that group and and uh you know, said uh, he wanted to make, make sure that, that this small reseller understood that his little $5,000 idea was going to be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars to this big VARS business because he was going to be able to multiply that, that idea time and time again uh, across his, his many salespeople. And so there's often a misconception that, you know, I'm too small to be a, a value in a peer group or I shouldn't be part of it because I don't I don't have a big business. It's not about the size of the business, it's about the willingness to share what you know. And everybody has things of of extreme value that they can share with with another uh, peer that can help them grow their business. And so that's where it really gets exciting when I can see a small partner teach a large partner something that was maybe too obvious that they just totally missed it.
1: Sounds great, Arlen. how do uh Uh, How do people find out more information about the peer groups? They can go to the uh, peer group website
2: uh, www.htgmembers.com, and there's uh, some facts there and and a uh, online survey that you can fill out if you uh, are interested in in, uh, getting involved with us. We are, uh, as I said, uh, we've got our eighth group uh, starting this this month and. are filling number nine right now, so we're looking for uh, a few more good partners to uh, to
1: get involved with. Great, and uh, yeah, I highly recommend. It. I'm sure Aaron can uh, uh, second that. Steve, I don't want to forget about you out there. We got about five minutes left. Any closing comment from the Microsoft side of the house about uh, partnering for success?
3: No, you know, I just echo everything everybody said on this call. I think um, use Microsoft uh, to to learn what they have to offer and use the partner portal to find out about partnering initiatives and, and use your peer group and, and use your Microsoft field um, when you can to help you develop new relationships and help them uh, get you connected because that's what they're there to do.
1: Perfect. Any any uh, success stories that you're aware of around small business partners, uh, partnering for success through the, through the tools that Microsoft has?
3: Oh, there's a whole bunch. I mean, we, we look at we look at um, opportunities that get posted and, and the people that are responding. We don't get involved, though. I mean, that's, that's part of, the, part of the, the whole philosophy behind these tools is, is to let the, the, the community uh, do what they need to do and make the relation, build the relationships they need to. And if they need Microsoft's help, then, then they can reach out and we'll, and we'll provide it. But we do see a lot of activity for partners, small business specialists, uh, in, uh, included, um, uh, looking at opportunities and, and the match looks to be really good and we know that they get into extended dialogues based on the activity in the tool. So we know that there's activity going on out there. Um, we'd love to hear specific opportunities from partners um, um, where they've actually uh, used the systems or used the channel builder network or, or used in-person field-sponsored events um, to build relationships, and, and you know, we'll give some of those uh, stories uh, billing on the partner portal, uh, and that'll just bring more exposure to your company and, and the success you've had with partnering.
1: And I mean, that's a whole topic for another ha- uh, another show about marketing your small business practice. We'll get into it in the next uh, few months here. Aaron, uh, over to you. If any, if you had to take, if you had to give one piece of advice to somebody looking to partnering. Uh, in the next, you got about a minute to answer the question. Um, what would that be? i just get involved with people, and if you can get into a peer group, that's
0: the single best thing you can do. Um, but if if you if that's not something that works for you, or um, uh, then you should at least get involved with with finding your local partners. Uh, go to your Microsoft, your local Microsoft events. Meet, you know, attend your um, small business uh, server user group if you've got one in the area. If you don't, start one. But get involved with local partnership opportunities um, both in your local business community that aren't Microsoft partnership-related as well as with local Microsoft partners. Go to SMB Nation. Go to WWPC. Get involved.
1: That's uh, that's very important. you got to get involved. And another tool I want to mention to some people as well that may not be aware is the International Association of Microsoft Certified Partners is available as well, and we do have a small business focus in there. So that's IAMCP.org uh, for the website for that. Arlen, uh, any closing comments from your side of the house? There, we have a couple minutes left in the show.
2: Well, uh, I mean, I think that uh, what Aaron said is exactly right. There, there's lots of ways to get involved with with people and. At the end of the day, that's what we do. We're in the people business. We all get to sell technology, but uh, we're we're in the people business. And and the more we can uh, engage with others, the the more successful we're going to be. And you know, peer groups are a great way to do that. There's lots of ways to get involved uh, through peer interaction, but you have to do something about it. Thinking about it just doesn't cut it. You you've got to really get with it and and uh, make the effort. Find a way to engage, to get involved, and, and really work at it, and uh, you'll be blessed many times over uh, if you if you really do that. So, I always like to tell people that the world is run by those that show up, and and I think that's very true. Uh, folks that get out of the chair and get involved are the ones that are going to really be making the decisions that will uh, lead this industry, and uh, a lot of those folks are engaged in peer groups and in peer activities. So. Now's the opportunity to do that. You just need to find a way to get engaged.
1: And I reflect back on a comment that my coach made to me uh, one time was 80% of success is just showing up. So there you go. You heard it from another source as well that you need to get involved with your community. If you don't know where to turn to, I mean, you can turn to the Microsoft Partner Portal and look through all the tools there. You can source out Arlen's peer groups at the website www.htgmembers.com. Also, Microsoft has their small business specialist pals that are out there as well to help uh, build the community. And I know in the U.S., Mark Crawl is one, Kim Walker is another, myself and Elizabeth Vandervelt in Canada, Dean Calvert in the U.K., and a number of pals scattered all over the world. So source those guys out. And uh, also the smallbusinessit.ca blog, www.smallbusinessit c a blog is another great place to turn to so in closing gentlemen thank you very much for your time and I'd like to remind everybody who's listening that next week we'll have Arnie Bellini from connectwise coming on to talk about uh, pSA systems and how that can benefit your business so next week have yourself a great day and a successful week and we're all done guys thank you very much Thanks, thank Stuart. you too. appreciate it take care